0: The season six premiere of the Your Money, Your Wealth TV show is Sunday, July 12th at 6.30 a.m. on CBS 8 San Diego or watch it on demand at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Learn about the COVID-19 pandemic's impact on your finances and retirement. Today on the Your Money, Your Wealth podcast, what impact do ex-spouses' income and early retirement have on how much you or your spouse will receive when you collect Social Security? Plus, indexed universal life insurance, estate planning, with a step-up in basis on private placement real estate and more on CRDs, RMDs, and stimulus checks. Joe and Big Al also submit their forecasts for whether Congress might tax Roth IRA growth in the future. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA.
1: John writes in from Al Kajan. If I pass away, does my wife have to get to Social Security office and claim survival support before my ex-wife does? Actually, yes, it's a race, John. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, it's not. When you die, the first one to the Social Security office is going to be able to get the survivor benefits, so tell your current wife to get a fast car. Uh, is my ex-wife able to claim half my Social Security, even if I'm not claiming Social Security, although I'm eligible to claim it? All right, so ex-wife remarried. He's worried about survivor and spousal benefits. Right, um, John. It's don't worry. Your your current wife is not going to get any reduction in benefit from um, because your ex-wife is claiming on your same record. Yeah, so.
2: Just to be clear, there is no foot race. It doesn't matter. In fact, John, if you had been married five times for 10 years or more, and you got five ex-wives, four ex-wives plus your current one, they could all get the same survivor benefit as long as they qualify. It doesn't, there's no family maximum on that.
1: Right, so, uh, and then can my ex-wife claim? Um, Yes, if she's at full retirement age, she should be able to claim on your record even though you haven't claimed. Your current wife cannot.
2: Yeah. And that's, um, again, that doesn't affect your family limits or anything. If you had multiple ex-wives, they could all claim it. It doesn't affect your, your current wife.
1: I'm 90% sure there in regards to her claiming benefit, even though he has a claim. Because he's no, th- that is true. I, yeah. I I agree with that. His current wife cannot because he has not claimed his benefit for the spousal benefit. I agree with that. But an ex-spouse will be able to claim a spousal benefit even though the the ex-spouse has not claimed.
2: Yeah, upon the ex-spouse's eligibility. Eligibility. Yeah, yeah. that's a true statement.
1: Okay, very good. Fact check. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, we get that quite a bit. It's just like, well, my ex-spouse can claim on my record
2: yeah, it's not, I don't want, I don't want that don't,
1: I, Yeah, but no, I don't, this is my ex-spouse. <laughs> I don't want that person.
2: And what's so weird is, is your ex-spouse can, like if they were married two, three times, they can keep changing to different ex-spouses. Higher. You're, you're in and you're out, depending upon who's better.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's say you have one ex-spouse and then I was, you know, and they have a higher benefit. Yeah. All right. right.
2: So they're they cla- You take the higher
1: of the two. They're claiming on
2: someone else and, then you pass away so your survivor benefits better so oh do that and then the other person died and his survivors better so they switch over
1: to them it's funny world we live in there John Um, but yeah you don't have a foot race there's no race to the Social Security it's like all right honey that'd be cool if there was right? (laughs) (laughs) no that'd be awful Okay, honey. Here I'm on my deathbed. It's like okay. I want you to practice. Okay, let's get in the car really quick, fast. It's like
2: you, you. I want you to be at the Social Security office. We'll be on the cell phone. Yes, and the nurse will tell you what I've got. Yes, I'll
1: say my last wishes, and I'll say okay, claim, claim, <laughs> claim. claim now. I'm going. <laughs> I see the light. Okay, honey, claim. All right, we got it. We beat that. Oh my ex! <laughs> so, oh boy, the things that come out of our mouths. This guy, I don't know where he clicked. He just got on our website and uh, started asking some questions. He goes, "What is your cost to me to get an answer <laughs> to this question?" Wow, <laughs> could be
2: almost anything. It could be. I guess we're gonna do it. For we're free. gonna do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> Which means don't necessarily
0: count on, on it being good.
2: <laughs> everyone else hears the question at the same time.
1: Um, so yeah, I won't say his name. No, no names. No names. Uh, my sixty-three point two five years today. Old wife. I have to
2: say that in the oh, same same breath. I should read these before we go on air.
1: My <laughs> sixty-three and a quarter years old wife will retire on August third, twenty twenty with a likely last pre-tax payment to be received from her employer in August, including accrued vacation of about $7,000. She will not have a paying job after this date. Today, she submitted her Social Security application to start monthly earning of Social Security of about $1,600 in September, 2020. I understand the first ACH check will deposit in October, should the social security income have been set to start in the month of August since the 7k would be below the standard annual earnings test? <laughs> oh my God. So um, I, what he's
2: referring to is that you can, you can make about 17 if you're working, okay. You can make about 17, a little over $17,000 uh, per year up to your full retirement age. Uh, and, be able to keep all your social security and if you make more than that, you have to give some of that back. But the, the, if you're under
1: full retirement age,
2: yeah, under full retirement age, right? Which this year is 66 and years and two months. So, um,
1: but what happens when you uh, retire mid year? That's the question. So she's retiring early, she's collecting her social security benefits early, yeah. So she's retiring in August, she's 63 years old, so her income for 2020 is going to be about $7,000. Well, that's her income for
2: August, right? That's her payment. Yeah, the
0: last pre-tax payment yeah. will be about no, $7,000. In other words,
2: here's, Including here's, her yeah. here's the question. The question is, she made over 17000 for the first seven, eight months of the year. So does that screw up Social Security? The answer is no, because when you, when you retire mid-year, they look at month by month. Right, they don't look at what you made before you retired as part of that seventeen thousand. They just look month by month.
1: Very good, Alan. Um, you like that answer? Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's it's correct. It's true. Yeah. I was I was afraid you weren't going to know the answer because how you were looking at me. But, <laughs> well, yeah, because Social Security is always based on a monthly. Yeah, um,
2: accrual. In, yeah, in, in a sense. Well, it's sort of. I mean, once she, once it's the following year, then it's an annual test, sure. right? An earnings test is what she's talking about, or he's what he is talking about because he's referring to his wife.
1: All right, we got Nicholas. Hi guys, love your show. Been listening to your podcast for ten years now. Ten years,
2: Al? Can you believe? Really? It? Wow! I didn't. I guess we've been we've been doing it like. 15. 15, Yeah. We had a break there for...
1: Where the hell was he with the first five? A year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Those were the practice days.
1: Yeah. Five years of it. Yeah. Uh, My question is, I retired January, 2020, age 55. I work for 35 since 1984. Will I get less benefit with my social security since I retired early? On the SSA.org, I will get $3,000 a month if I earn the same until full retirement age. Thank you, God bless, be safe. Um, Yes, you will probably receive a little bit less or it could be the same because you're going to get a haircut on some things and not on the other. You're right, they take a look at 35 years of work history. They also adjust the work history for inflation. So the job that you were making 35 years ago, they index that with inflation. Um, so, to keep it relevant, if you will. Uh, but yeah, the, when you look at your Social Security statement, they're assuming that you're making that same wage um, up until full retirement age. And usually, your later years is your higher earning years. So, they're anticipating those higher earning years throughout. If you were making more money, so it, it really depends on how the math works out for your 35 year work history. Uh, but they're assuming that they're saying, all right, you're going to get $3,000. But that $3,000 does not include any type of cost of living adjustments that Social Security is going to give us over the next 10 years. So it could work out where you would receive $3,000 uh, just because they're not in, in, including the, the inflation factor. But yeah, that's true.
2: I mean, they, uh, Social Security takes your highest 35 years of salary. And the older years, you're right, are indexed for inflation. And so yeah but but when you but I think this is a mistake that people make is they retire after working thirty years they retire at sixty let's just say and they they think they're getting a certain amount at age sixty six and they're not because that's assuming they'd work another five four five or six five six years at the same pay yeah.
0: With over 2,700 rules around claiming Social Security, reading our Social Security handbook before you claim might be a good idea. It'll walk you through who's eligible, how benefits are calculated, the difference between what you'll get when you collect early versus late, working while taking Social Security, and the rules around spousal, survivor, and divorce benefits, as well as how your Social Security benefits are taxed. Click the link in the description of this episode in your podcast app to visit the show notes and download the Social Security handbook yours free from joe and big al and your money your wealth still got a question just click ask joe and al on air in the show notes and send those questions in to be answered here on ymyw um
1: we got philip he writes in from redlands california uh i enjoy listening to your podcast and i listen to them every tuesday uh you always say that roth IRA withdrawals are tax-free forever do you think there's a chance that five ten or twenty years from now congress We'll see this giant pile of money and we'll figure out a way to tax it again. Uh, Do you trust Congress enough uh, to state that this will never happen? Thanks again for your reply. Um, I believe that they will be tax-free forever. Yes, I truly believe that.
2: Um, We we, we cannot guarantee it.
1: No, I believe it. I didn't say guarantee it.
2: No, I understand. But uh, it says, do you trust Congress enough to state that this will never happen? I, I I don't like to use the word never. That's too final of a word. But it seems unlikely to me, too.
1: You know, yeah, there's... Was Philip on our webinar?
2: No, that was Todd. I was just thinking it was the same question. Yeah. The reason I remember that is because I have a brother named Todd. Yes.
1: Thank you, Al. Yeah. Todd, Todd I mean, Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh,
2: <laughs> he already changed his name to Manchester. I want to do the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, th- th- there, I guess there's no guarantees in life with anything, right? But why? Um, why do you think they're?
2: It's always going to be tax-free.
1: Well, I, because I believe at this point, uh, two reasons, and I got a minute and a half to t- explain this is that most of the money in retirement accounts are in four hundred one k's, iras, four hundred three bs that are pre-tax, not Roth. Yeah. True. And so there's a big pile of money sitting in those accounts. And if you take a look at the percentage of what money's in Roth versus pre-tax, the, the percentage of Roth is very small compared to the overall pie of all retirement accounts. Um, the Congress right now is encouraging us to convert because then that gives them a little bit of tax money upfront versus a lot of individuals deferring it forever. Uh, so it's a win-win for us and for the IRS if I look at the majority of the Roth money or the people that are taking advantage of Roth planning more is younger individuals. Uh, 401k participants that are in their twenties, thirties and forties are probably doing more Roth than pre-tax because Roth, you know, just came about. People are still confused. You know, we, we, we pull thousands of people and still about 60 some odd percent or more uh, have never heard of a Roth or don't think they qualify for a Roth. So most of the Roth money's in a younger person's hands. So let's say 30, 40 years from now, do I trust Congress? Well, who's going to be in Congress 30 or 40 years from now? People that have all of their money in Roth. So do you think they're going to hurt themselves yeah that
2: that does seem unlikely and and you think of any other change they've made with pension uh, pension and retirement planning and 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 those types of things it's always the old rules have been grandfathered in i i think it's likely they may stop roth contributions yes. and conversions at some point but i don't think they'd ever tax it
1: yeah so yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. They could stop the contributions and conversions, but if you have money in a Roth, I don't think they'll tax. Uh, Lisa, she writes in from Los Angeles, California. She goes, "Hi, Joe and Big Al. I got sucked into the IUL business when I was really young, at age 20, by my relative. Imagine that. Oh boy. Hey, Lisa. Uncle Bill here. <laughs> Just curious if you got got, this
2: great new product. (laughs) If you got a
1: little time, maybe we can grab some lunch. Um, Tax-free earnings. Because I I really think this is going to benefit you. Uh, I've been contributing to this account until it was maxed out. And now I'm just watching my money chip away due to the insurance and policy costs. So for those of you that are not familiar with IUL, it's indexed universal life insurance, uh, which I am not a fan of at all. Um, I've had the policy now for some time and I don't think my money is working properly. I'm much too young to be worried about preparing a family. I don't even have. Wow. How do I get out of this mess? I want to put my money into something else. Would it be beneficial to eat the cash surrender policy? Thanks. Uh, Or penalty. Thanks. Uh, So when she was young, 20, got sucked in by a relative That's awesome. <laughs> I, I bet you it, it was Uncle Bill I wonder if Uncle Bill's still in the insurance industry <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's awful I know right well it's gonna go to your you know your hey nieces nephews selling this crap right um
2: I bet you Uncle Bill lives in Vegas and he came out
1: and said, here, we got this. when you're 20, this is the best is, time. Oh, look at the cost of insurance is nothing here. And what, what, you know, what does a 20 year old need is like a $500,000 IUL policy to fund when you don't even have a family. There's no insurance need. Right. So when you die. Your mom and dad will get 500 grand. Or maybe you put Uncle Bill as your beneficiary.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if there's no family, then, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Uncle Bill's gone, then I guess it's your nieces and nephews.
1: Oh. So she's single we in don't her know, 20s. We, we don't know how
2: old she is. She,
1: well, she got sucked into it in her, in her, in at her, the her, age of 20. Right.
2: Probably, well, if there's still a cash surrender, it's probably 10 years or less that she's had it. I don't know. I mean, it could be longer, but that would be.
1: I would see, you know, if 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 I was Lisa, and I got suckered into this IUL policy, there's no need for me to have the insurance. This would be a lesson learned. My father always used to tell me, "Now, yes, he goes, every education costs you a little bit. There's a cost whether like,
2: you go to school or get schooled on uh, a poor decision."
1: Yes, and so I think this is your um your your tuition cost, Lisa, for listening to a relative that sold you insurance policy in your twenties. So now, I would cash out of
2: the thing. But she, she cashes out. She's got to pay taxes on the earnings. I guarantee plus, you
1: she does not have any tax problem plus, because there's no growth. Plus penalty. There's <laughs> zero growth in this thing. As she says, because, Basically, she's putting money in in this IUL, and all of a sudden, now the cost of insurance and policy costs and everything else is eating up her cash value. Yeah. So take a look at what she put into it versus what the cash value is now. I guarantee, I'm not going to guarantee you <laughs> can't do that. But I, I would, if I were a betting man, I would say it's lower than her basis. So the account balance is lower than the amount of money that she totally put in. If that were the case, I would cash out, take it out. Do Something else with it,
2: start over. What, what if it's not lower? So, what if there's
1: some tax and penalty? Well, there wouldn't be any. Well, the, the surrender penalty is going to be the probably the biggest one because I, that's I the
2: commission that I, I agree, right? I agree, but the relative but, made right. But on the gain, right? On, on, and if there were a gain that she'd have to pay tax and a 10 percent penalty,
1: it's not a 10%, it's not an IRA, it's an index universal life insurance contract. So there would be a surrender penalty to getting out of the contract and there would be taxes on any gains, but I doubt there's any gains and the gains will probably be minimal. So what she's concerned is, is that there's a cash surrender penalty because you got to keep it in there for so many years because the, 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 the cash surrender penalty or the penalty to get out of these things is because they already paid Uncle Bill the big commission. Right, and so you got to keep it in there, so the the insurance company makes up on the commission that they paid them. Makes enough money, and right. if you get, get out of and it early, you out early, they charge it. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. um, but that's what I would do, Lisa. I would I would cash out. I would absolutely cash out. Um, there's no need for the insurance. Uh, you're going to continue to feed this beast, and the beast is going to win. Um, if you had an insurance need, and maybe a permanent insurance need, then. I would reconsider, but um, just take it as some tuition. All right. Uh, we got Michael from Massachusetts. Hello, Joe, Al, and Andy. Excellent show. Thank you, Michael. Um, keep adding value. That's all we do, Mike. Just add value.
2: Well, I, I would say we try. I
1: don't know that we do, <laughs> yeah. but we give it our best effort. We do. That's all we can ask for, right? Uh, I'm thinking of investing in a private placement real estate opportunity with no exit date. Should I invest in the name or in my name, I'm sorry, or through my living trust in my mid-50s married with four grown children? My question is, do I forfeit the step up in basis by investing through my trust? Thank you. You know what's funny about some of these questions we get out is that we ask for information, right? Right. And then, so some people give us a ton of information that is totally irrelevant to their question. <laughs> True. It's like, he's asking, should I name it in my trust or myself? Because he's worried about a step-up in basis. But then, hey, I have, a you know, four kids, three dogs, and, and, I'm, an married. IRA. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm married. <laughs> and, I, and I drive a Ford. <laughs> I do like to know what people drive. Yeah, you yes. do. Because when they say I'm driving to work, I listen to you guys when I'm driving to work. I just want to visualize myself in the back seat of the car.
2: Got it. Telling them and you're, about and okay. a private placement. And you're watching them listening yes, to you. Yes. Got it. That's what you want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: That's my. <laughs> that's, my that's my. That's my visualization.
0: So why Got are you it. in the back seat instead of in the passenger seat?
2: Because he likes to be chauffeured.
1: Yeah. I like to. Yeah, yes. You just it's, just Social distancing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. With masks. <laughs> so anyway um put the put the investment in the name of your living trust yes because if you pass away then that avoids probate which is very important because probate essentially there's cost of probate and it becomes a matter of public record and it takes longer to transfer assets to your heirs so that's what the living trust helps avoid and the step up in basis there is no Difference whether it's in a living trust or not. The only time there's a difference, Joe, is when there's an A B provision in a in a living trust. Well, if
1: it's irrevocable.
2: Yeah, well, right. But which becomes irrevocable if husband or wife passes or, on an A, a B split.
1: Yeah, yeah, or or yes. Okay. So let's say if a living trust has an A B provision in the living trust. Right. And so um, Michael here passes, and then those real estate investment that's named as a living trust at his passing goes into a B trust of the living trust.
2: Yeah. So it gets a step up base in basis at, at that time. That is death. Right. But then when spouse passes, there's not a step up in basis. That's when there's an AB provision. Right. And so, so in most cases nowadays, there's not much need to have an AB provision unless you've got second marriage and different beneficiaries. Right, right. So for the most part, you don't want an AB trust. And so if it's a living trust, all that happens is the step up in basis occurs on the second person's passing. It actually occurs on the first person's passing. In a community property state, you get a full step up in basis. And in a non-community property state, you get a 50% step up in basis on the first spouse's passing and then a complete basis on the second one.
1: You know how many times you've said
2: basis in the last 30 seconds? A lot. And, I, you know, and it's like I have, I'm having trouble with my front teeth and I can't even say the word cause I'm listening to myself say basis. It's like, oh, man, this i got to get this tooth fixed. No, it's
1: fix it. bad. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. <laughs>
0: I've put some estate planning resources in the podcast show notes, including the YMYW TV episode on getting your estate plan in order. And did I mention that season six of YMYW TV begins this week? You can find out more at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Also in the podcast show notes, you'll find the Estate plan Organizer. Make sure your loved ones have all the information they need in the event something happens to you. It's divided into 14 sections, ranging from the names and contact information for all of your advisors, to your account details, insurance policies, final wishes and information about that private placement real estate. Collect all the information you need, put it in the organizer, tell your loved ones where they can find it or make sure that they have a copy and don't forget to update it regularly with any changes. You can get that estate plan organizer and watch YMYW TV in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Just click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app.
1: We got uh, David from Allentown writes us back. Hey, Joe, Al, Andy. This is David from Allentown. One more time. Remember we were talking about, David, from Allentown? I and you were going to be the president of Allentown. Yeah, I'm still thinking about still it. Still thinking about moving to PA? If it were Allentown, Hawaii, I would be there. <laughs> he goes, my initial question was presented on show 278, but Joe and Al wished I had provided more information. The answer they gave me went into a direction I was not expecting. So I'd like to try this again. Okay. I wonder what direction we... He took it in. I guess the wrong direction. <laughs> I guess he's like, what the hell are these guys talking about? This isn't about? What, I this asked. Is what I asked. <laughs> it's like a kid asking for something for Christmas and then they get something you else and they get all
2: pissed off. Very about specific it. with us. <laughs> we may take it any direction we feel like.
1: Uh, I'm going to try this again. Hopefully, you guys get your head out of your ass.
2: I, he said, actually, he said, so I would like to try this gain. Yeah. I, I, are you putting in an A? Again? I did. I did. I did. Kinda.
1: Still all editing on the spot. I got it. Yes. Got it. I saw that. That was quick. It was. Yeah. I hope I provide the right information this time. Little background. 45 single. All right. David. Now
2: now we know single.
1: All right. I'm not planning on retiring until age 70 plus. I'm in the 37 plus tax bracket with an income short of a million dollars a year. Did you? Wow. Big Come on David. Look at that, right? He's killing I think me. that's
0: what he hadn't told you specifically last time.
1: Yeah, that what, probably helps. What his yeah. income was, yeah. If you're making a million dollars versus 50 grand, our advice might be a little bit different. It could be different, you're right.
2: Just a smidge. <laughs> well, he did say it was in the 37% bracket before, I remember that. Maybe we're like, oh, oh did
0: he say he was deep in a high bracket?
2: <laughs> oh, Yeah. So that wasn't specific enough. Yeah. We need to know the yeah. figures. Yes. Seven figures? or uh, She's just,
1: modest, but not yeah. that modest. <laughs> <laughs> because he came right back. Guys, yeah. I'd make a millionaire. Yeah. Come on. Hey, can you please put this on the next episode? My girlfriend. <laughs> she,
2: she'll be listed. She wasn't sure what that meant. Yeah,
1: right. I, I, yeah. When I was telling her, hey, they're talking about me, honey. And then she's like, "Well, I don't understand what the thirty-seven percent tax bracket is." Yeah. So now he's got to come back and say, "Hey, I'm, I make a million dollars a year." Make a million. <laughs> so this is David from Allentown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wonder how many Davids in Allentown make a million bucks.
1: We'll I try to narrow it down. We can narrow that down. Yeah. Um, well, she can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, a year. Okay. I have a 403B and a 457 with about $250,000 each. I contribute the max every year. I also have a deferred compensation plan with about $75,000. An after-tax brokerage account of about $200,000 to which I'll add about $7,000 a month. I have a traditional IRA with zero balance that I used to do backdoor IRA conversions uh, that has $15,000 in it. I started to do those after I learned that on your show three years ago. Okay. Cool. All right, I just started. Okay, I qualify for a CRD. I do not need the money, but I would like to take the $100,000 out of the 403B where the investment options are very limited. I was planning to leave the money for a month or so in a bank account and then put and then pay my, myself back the full amount into a traditional IRA, avoiding any ta- taxes at this time. Is this strategy going to affect the ability to do a backdoor conversion in 2021? Um, and uh, yeah, David, I thought we answered that, but we'll, we'll do it again. Is there anything else I should be doing for tax diversification? My retirement plan does not allow for after-tax contributions or in-service distribution. Thanks again for all you do. Uh, PS or PD. What a PD. Police Department. <laughs> I did fire my financial advisor. He was just collecting fees from insurance products. Ah, okay. Perfect. Right. All right. PD. Post something.
0: <laughs> I think it's a misspelling, guys.
1: Oh okay. really? It's not something new? That, well, the D is next to the S on the keyboard, so probably. Got it. Okay. Um, so CRD, coronavirus related distribution. He qualifies for a CRD, so he can take the money out of the CRD. I mean, take the money out of his retirement account. He wants yeah. to take it out of his 403B. Sure. To get um, better investments. To get better, yes. So you can absolutely take the money out and put it into a brokerage account, and then he wants to pay himself back. He has three years to pay himself back, and that would avoid any type of taxes that he would have to pay or the, at the 37% federal rate.
2: Right. So if he does it the way he's saying it, yeah, it does screw up his backdoor Roth because he'd have money in an IRA. So if you wait to put it back in year three, the backdoor Roth still work. The problem with that is you still have to pay a third of the tax this year, a third of the tax next year. Then you have to file amended returns to get the money back. So it's it's a little tricky.
1: I still think our initial (laughs) recommendation or idea for David is the way to go. And now it's coming back to me, which I think. Is what we said is to do the CRD and put half in the brokerage account and then half in the IRA and convert the other half and use that money to pay the taxes. Yeah. Now, do some calculations for me. Okay. All right. Because he's forty-five years old, he's making a mill year, and he's maxing out his four hundred three b and four fifty seven. So he's got two hundred fifty thousand in each. So he's got a half a million dollars in retirement accounts, saving forty thousand dollars into those accounts. So 500,000 present value, $40,000. Oh, he's saving into the Roth too at six. So call it 46. Okay. Plus he's also saving 70, $84,000 a year.
2: Okay. So 46 and what'd you say? 84. 84. Okay. So that's 130.
1: Okay. So break that out again. So,
2: so we're, we're doing, I want
1: to go as retirement accounts tw- to, to, to tw- age 70, 20, 25 years. But but let's just do the retirement accounts first.
2: Okay. So okay. he's got
1: five hundred thousand, twenty thousand or forty thousand dollars a year, um, twenty five years, seven percent. Okay. Starting at five
2: hundred forty thousand years, seven percent, twenty
1: five years. Uh, it's five point two million. Five point two million dollars in retirement accounts. Yep. Okay. Um, he's going to put seven thousand dollars a month into a brokerage account. Right. And he's going to do that for the next twenty five years. Sure. And he's got. A couple hundred thousand there.
2: Okay, we'll we'll go with that. So that's 84,000. We'll start with a couple hundred thousand. Um, that would be 6.4
1: million. All right, so then he's got 6.4 million in brokerage accounts. Correct. He's got $15,000 in a Roth, and he's going to put $6,000 a year into the Roth. Okay, 15 and 6. Uh, that would be... Call it 500000 Okay, so he's got $5 million in a retirement account. He's got yeah. $6 million outside of the retirement account. In a Roth account, he's got five hundred grand. Yeah, right. So the diversification is good from brokerage to tax deferred. Sure. But the Roth is very limited. Yeah. Um, if he's at 45, he's already making a million dollars a year, and he wants to work until age 70. I want to manage it. He's never going to qualify for a Roth as a contribution just because of the income. Yeah. I'm assuming he's probably a doc because 403B, 457 plans, maybe, maybe not. Um, But I would do the conversion at 45 years old, I'd bite the bullet at 37% because it's going to be 39.6 and it could be a lot higher. You're going to have millions inside of a retirement account, plus not to mention the deferred comp that he's got that he's putting another $75,000 in. So he's going to have a ton of money that is deferred that's going to be taxed at ordinary income in the future. If you believe that tax rates are going to go up, yes, you can take the CRD and put it into a brokerage account and pay the tax on it if you choose to. That's a third, a third, a third over the next three years. That would break out the tax. That will give you the diversification that you need. Or you can pay yourself back and put it into an IRA, but you're not gonna be able to do back to a Roth IRAs of only six thousand dollars because it's the pro rata rule. Because every six thousand dollars that you put in, you're gonna have a hundred and six thousand dollars, right? Of an IRA, six thousand into a hundred thousand is what? Um about six percent.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing if you could figure it but, out. Yeah,
1: I needed my calculator real quick. So <laughs> but $6,106, yeah. so it's a little less. So than I, it, but, right? I, I, he's only going to be able to, if he does a backdoor Roths, he can still do it, but only five or 6% of it is going to be tax-free. The other is going to be taxed at 37%. So he's going to be stuck in that bracket or keep the money into the 403B that he doesn't like the funds. He's going to have very little money in Roth IRAs because of the income that he makes. He's 45, so he's super young. He's going to work for another 25 some odd years, right? I would pay the tax now. I would get a, I would I would do a CRD. I would repay $50,000, right? Into the IRA. I would have the other $50,000 into a brokerage account. So that gives you more money that you can convert because he doesn't have access to an in-service withdrawal or distribution. If he works for the same company or maybe the same hospital or wherever he works for, he's going to be stuck with that account forever. He can't take the money out until he's it's too late.
2: Okay, I I agree with all that, but I'm going to be David for a second and ask you a follow up question. Yeah, Joe, I'm in the highest tax bracket. It's I'm going to pay a lot of tax. What's my break even point? How many years to break even? You break even day one in a sense. So explain that because people don't get that.
1: Because well, he's at 37 percent tax bracket, right? But. His IRA is every dollar that comes out of the IRA. And especially as we just did a forecast, who knows? He said to us, he's going to work until 70. And with the amount of money that he makes and the amount of money that he's, he's, he's saving, plus he's single, right? And don't get married now, David. <laughs> Without a prenup. <laughs> Kidding. Because, um, you know, Dave and I are similar in age.
0: Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say
1: an income. Oh, no, David kills me in income. I just do this podcast. It'll take me a million years to make that. Um, Big L, on the other hand, very similar in income. Um, But no, you you have to look at the net after tax of of these retirement accounts. And it's going to be a giant account um, at some point. So pay the tax now, get it off the balance sheet, and then have 25 years of tax-free growth.
2: Yeah, because people forget. So, the $6 million that we just calculated. It's not $6 million. No, because you got to pay tax to pull that out. So, it's really only worth four or three, whatever your tax rate is. Yeah. So, you have to look at it that way.
1: Look at the after-tax effect. David, I know we went on a little goose chase there again. Um, hopefully, this helps. And um, yeah. So, uh, thanks for the follow-up and keep them coming, folks. We got Bob writes in from San Diego. Because my 88-year-old mother-in-law is having trouble finding out if she qualifies and when her check will come. Uh, I'm assuming, Stimulus, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who, yeah. Who, what, what check is you referring to? <laughs>
2: so, first Social Security check. <laughs> <laughs> Finally remember to file.
1: Uh, she did not file taxes in 2018 or 2019 or 2020. She has no income other than Social Security and California SSDI which totals less than $1,000 a month. Her Social Security in California's Social Security disability goes directly into her bank account. IRS website says she should get a check, but no timeline. Can you comment on if she qualifies and when it may come for her? Uh, Do you know of any ways to contact the IRS to find out uh, if she qualifies and when it may come for her? Well, Bob, what a good son you are looking out for, Mom. M- mother-in-law mother-in-law, you know. mother-in-law. yeah ah. so so he's referring to the the rebates the the yeah. recovery rebates
2: the $1200 check per person which it sounds like she would qualify for
1: yeah and
2: <clears throat> i don't know what the hierarchy is i i don't either but what I, I what i've read is you don't necessarily have to file a return as long as you're receiving social security and if it's going directly to her bank that should be the same way it comes to her. I would actually go back in her last couple of bank statements. She may have already got it.
1: She <laughs> and, could have, right. And, and, and you don't know it. So that's one thing, but- Because it, let's say it's 1200 bucks and you know, her social security is a thousand. So it's yeah. very close. So maybe- yeah.
2: Yeah, that that would be my first thought, is maybe she got it and you didn't realize it. But let's say she didn't get it. We'll answer his question. You go to the IRS website, iris.gov, and it's it's a button that's like, check my payment or something like that. You click on that. You put in a little bit of information on your uh, mother-in-law, like her name, social security number. Uh, you may want to do it with her to get her permission.
1: Yes, privacy, now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's right. Um, but uh, on there, it'll tell you um, what the status is. And when it's due or, or, or whether it was already paid.
1: Um, I don't know. I could be making this up.
2: You could? Okay. Here but we go. I,
1: was listening, I was listening.
2: To a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Was that Your
1: Money, Your Wealth? <laughs> no, I'd never listen to that garbage. <laughs> there was, uh, is it possible that someone um, received the stimulus check in a debit card? I have not heard of that. Okay, you heard. My
0: mother gets her social security on the debit card, and she was expecting that, and she ended up getting a check in the mail.
1: Huh. Uh, so she go.
0: she was because she was told, however it is that you receive your social security, that is also how you will receive your stimulus check, and that's not what happened for her. So.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer. I, I should've, because when well, I listened to it too. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I wasn't sure if they were talking about the stimulus rebate checks. And I was like, I should talk about that on the show. And I never went back and listened. I got it. Oh well. So, so that's so, 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 that's my research. That's yeah, my crack. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Kind of overheard
2: something while I was on the elevator, read the little what what do they call that? The monitor in the elevator yeah, that where where we get our news. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, that's what everyone else does to us. They listen to like a small... Yeah, and say, so what about this? You know, what, and it's yeah. like
2: so, the... so first of all, they took it completely out of context. And secondly, they, they substitute their own words, which makes it totally different. <laughs> right. And then we're trying to figure out, hmm, <laughs> I haven't heard of that
0: one. So Joe, apparently you need to write in a question to that podcast that you were listening to and ask them. No,
1: I, maybe
2: I re-listened to it at some point. You know, I, I was um, one of my Facebook friends. Just posted a picture of his stimulus check. It's like I guess had nothing better to do. And it was eighteen dollars. <laughs> so for those in the know, like our listeners, if, if you got a stimulus check for eighteen dollars, you make a big pile of money. Right, every you make,
1: make two hundred thousand so, dollars a so, year. So
2: you're bragging how much you make by how small your stimulus check
1: is. So he well, that's the guys you hang out with now. <laughs> those are your boys these are my boys right they, we got nothing better to do yeah, you, you, big you, friends with big wallets of yours zero <laughs> eat on that it's like where's al's check no check oh boy um all right clovis what's his name
0: no Marian. it's Marion from clovis well,
2: clovis is a town all right near fresno by the way
1: marion from clovis california marion writes it's my understanding that rmds are not required during 2020 Is this correct? Yes. It is correct, Marion. Is this automatic or must I contact 457B administrator request no RMDs this year? Uh, Still like podcasts and listen to all of them. She still likes them or he still likes them. Marion still likes them.
2: Marion, yeah. That's amazing. Someone still likes them after listening for a while.
1: Um, Yeah, you will have to contact your 457B administrator. Um, because I'm guessing Marion has a maybe monthly payment. Coming probably, out probably of, like
2: an auto maybe, auto withdrawal,
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to contact them to say, stop the, the distribution coming to me. You can pay those back if you've already received them unless you received a payment in January. So um, that's the only one that you will not be able to pay back. But if you got one thereafter, you will still be able to pay those back. Uh, using the 60-day rollover rule, which they expanded.
2: Yeah, but if you got a payment every month, you can only do it with one of the payments, not all of them.
1: Because you can only do one 60 yeah, day roller. Right?
2: So you kind of stack there. <laughs> good, good.
0: Unless you qualify
2: for the, the CRD TV. coronavirus distribution.
1: Um, all right. Well, that's it for us today. Thanks a lot for joining us. You'll got Your Money well.
0: It's worth noting that late last month, the IRS once again changed the rules on 2020 required minimum distributions. If you've already taken your RMD for 2020 and you want to put it back, you can now do so until August 31st of 2020. Check the podcast show notes at Your Money Your Wealth. For the link to that IRS notice, for more info, Your Money Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors for a much more detailed and personalized analysis of your financial situation than you can get from listening to YMYW. Click the big green button that says "Get an Assessment" at yourmoneyyourwealth.com, or you can call 888-994-6257. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. And here are your derails.
2: How much were you making 35 years ago? A
1: lot. <laughs> you had a paper at? No, I was 10 years old. You had... You, I was working probably at Rainbow, Rainbow Foods. Rainbow Foods? Yeah. <laughs> What's, what what grade are you? You're probably four. Uh, then, no, then I
2: had. You not, weren't even babysitting yet. You weren't I, old enough. I never babysat. You didn't? I, no. I had a. That's um, why you're such a hard ass.
1: Yeah. I had a. <laughs> <laughs> babysit little babies. Um, I had a. Uh, um, I mowed lawns in shoveled snow. Okay. I had my own business. Yeah. It was called Joe and Ted's Lawn Maintenance Service. Right. I think I had three clients. Yeah, um, nice. And actually, my dad would hel- Drive help you over? Me, help me. Oh, he'd help you. Yes. <laughs> Got uh, it. So I'd shovel the driveway and, and mow the lawns. And then from there, I worked at Rainbow Foods. Got it. And so what age? I had to been, um, you know, I was young, but there's child labor laws. So I yeah. wasn't 10. You I was over? probably like 15.
2: <laughs> I worked at Shantytown. So you're going to have to work a few more years to get your 35 in, aren't you? Yeah, no,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> Take a little bit of a or um, yeah, worked at Shantytown. Town. Yeah, um, what's that? That was a bar. Oh, uh, okay. That, that was a little when you're 16. Uh, yeah, it was a pub right next to the Robbinsdale police station and fire station. Ah. and it was a little beer and burger joint Got it. and my dad would go there every friday and he was a regular and he had you know beers and then the family would come and we'd have burgers we became friends with the owners and they offered my brother a job and then i would like mop up and sweep stuff got it okay and i worked my way up yeah right clean the grill (laughs) to to a waiter wow Uh, yeah I was imagine Joe
0: as your waiter, Al.
1: I was just imagining that. I can't. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. That was awesome. You know, one thing happened to me though. Um it was pretty traumatic. I I was playing played football, high school football. Yeah. I thought I was really cool because we played at night, Friday night lights, right? Sure. And so I had a shield in my um in my helmet that was like orange. So at night you could really see things. Oh yeah. Like yeah, night vision. Yeah, night vision. Yeah. And so, anyway, I was at practice, and then two bees flew inside my helmet. Oh, really? And then I put it on, and I got stung in the face twice. Oh, shit. And I'm <laughs> pretty allergic to bees. Oh, boy. And so my whole face blew up. It looked <laughs> – it was – Wow. It was giant. It looked like Rocky Dennis from, from Rocky. Got it. Or from Mask. Yeah. So right. Um, but yeah i was waiting tables with the just, just a formed face uh can i pick another one yeah way they were like place? oh my this one this guy guy's... knew me because i was i went to high school with his son well like right and now he was like oh my god when he yeah. looked at me, <laughs> what happened to you he goes, i'm not that hungry anymore
2: yeah <laughs> right now with the pandemic people would leave oh, the restaurant freak. yeah no.
1: <laughs> but yeah it was it was pretty awful but yeah, that was my that was my start. Now, okay. Anything else you want to know? No, I was just curious. Got it. I'm just
2: trying to calculate, trying to help you out. You probably got You have to work at least another 10, 20 years, 10, 15 years uh, I don't to so. get your full social security. Got it.
1: Al and I are starting season six of Your Money, or Wealth TV show. Uh, so that will be back online. Yeah. Check local listings here in Southern California. If we're in we're the gonna
2: we're gonna do a special show on on kind of financial and retirement planning during coronavirus
1: period. Oh wow! How about that? Let's just take advantage of.
2: Let's let's
1: a, a pandemic <laughs>
2: for marketing. Purposes. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it that way. I would say this is news that you can use
1: during this time. Oh, during a pandemic. Yeah. Call 888-994-994-994. <laughs> Sixty-five, seven. Yep.
2: You watching anything good? Uh, we just finished Catherine the Great on Hulu.
1: Catherine the Great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Never heard of it.
2: Yep. We're watching. Although this is older, designated Survivor. Oh, right yeah, now, that's right. Yeah. What season are you? on? Like episode three. I mean, just barely. Yeah, you, you're binge. It.
1: You're binging it, then. That huh? <laughs> really. It's been a week later <laughs> We're on episode three. It's like two weeks later. Andy, are you watching three. anything? Are you in like the Netflix or what?
0: I don't, I don't watch anything. I just play music all night. You don't That's watch a deal, single so. t-
1: television program? No. What, what do you watch, Jerry? Right now, I'm watching Narcos. Narcos. Which is absolutely awesome. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm on season three. Ah. So they're after uh, the Cali Cartel. And then I'm going to go to Narcos, Mexico, <laughs> which I'm extremely excited for.
2: <laughs> You can just give me the highlights. I'm not too interested. No, in yeah,
1: Pablo Escobar. Never heard. Oh of? yeah, sure, of yeah, course. Sure. there you go. Yeah, yeah. A lot of drugs, a lot of violence, yeah. a lot of smoking cigarettes. These guys chain smoke cigarettes. So got if it. you like watching people smoke cigarettes and solve crimes, and shoot people, the narcos, and read subtitles, got it. It's it's a really good time. Perfect. I think I'll skip that one.